Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Jeff GG and other patrons just like him. Thank you very much for supporting and helping me make content like Switchcraft. If you want to know more information about how you can help support Switchcraft, head on over to patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Let's get started. As I'm sure a lot of you know, my real job is that I'm a teacher and I have to go to an educational conference tomorrow, which means that I'm recording the show early. And if there's any big Nintendo news that comes out today, then I'm probably going to miss it and uh, we'll post up the show and I'll be missing that big news. But that's okay. I get the feeling that uh, we're not going to hear a whole lot on, uh, well, I don't even know what today is, on a Tuesday. So let's uh, jump in with feedback and then we'll hit the news. I've got two iTunes reviews that I received, one good, one bad. And I figured I'd talk about both real quick. Uh, Landlock Seas reviewed the show. They said, I was, the fir- I was first introduced to Run Jump Stomp through his appearance on Switchcast podcast and immediately subscribed. He provide a thorough and frequent content in short form that I appreciate. Well, thank you very much, Landlock Seas. I appreciate that. That was a five-star review, which is awesome. Um... A little less awesome is Seven Corbo, whose name I can only assume is um, a play on Kevin Sorbo, which didn't occur to me until just now, but that's awesome. Uh, he also re- reviewed the show and said that the show was missing character. The content was okay, but it's just so dry and doesn't add anything special to Switch coverage. Uh, and he gave it one star. So now we've got less than a five-star uh, average. Uh, if you guys could help me out and make sure that we get that five-star average back, that would be awesome. Uh, that being said, Seven Corbo, thank you very much for the feedback. If there's anything specific that you think that I should change, please feel free to write in and let me know. Um, so thank you both to Seven Corbo and Landlock Seas. I appreciate you guys reviewing the show on iTunes, and uh, it, it helps a lot, even even the bad ones. So let's jump in on the news. Mr. Yabuki, who is the producer of ARMS, was interviewed by Ju Video. It's uh, J-E-U-X Video. I believe it's a French site, and um, that's why I pronounced it that way, which I think is probably wrong, but we'll move on. Um, he talked about uh, a whole bunch of stuff, but I just want, if you want to read uh, the whole thing, follow the link in the show notes. Uh, I want to point out uh, what I found to be the most important stuff. Uh, he did talk a little bit on Max Brass, and he said, as you know, Max Brass will soon be arriving along with his level and arms. We plan to release several corrections at the same time that will improve the balance of the game. Obviously, there will be other characters and other stages, but to know more, you will have to wait longer. Uh, Now, there's a little tidbit of information in there that I think is very important. It said that Max Brass is arriving 
with his levels and arms. So it seems like Max Brass's arms are also going to be able to be used on other characters. This is something that a couple people had asked me, and I was like, I don't know. Who knows what Nintendo's going to do? But apparently Yabuki has... has I mean, we're not 100% sure that that's what that means, because again, this is a <laughs> this is a Japanese words translated into French and then translated into English, so it could be uh, lost in translation. But it seems like we're going to be able to use like that grenade arm on everybody. Uh, he also uh, talked a little bit about the characters most selected by players. Uh, he said that it was Min Min first and then Co- Kid Cobra second, um, which tells me that I think that those two characters might be a little too strong and need to be nerfed just a little bit. Um, however, we're, he, he did say that they're going to be working on the, uh, improving the balance of the game. So maybe when we get the max brass, uh, update, uh, Min Min and Kid Cobra will get nerfed and maybe some of the others will be, um, brought up a little bit or, uh, buffed is the word that I was looking for that I couldn't figure out. Um, he's, he said that this was very interesting to me that basketball is the most played by only a little bit, but basketball is the most played mode in the game, which I found very surprising because when I asked people, I I did a survey back during the global test punch and I wanted to know, what did you guys think of these modes? And everybody, not everybody, but a majority of people said that they like one V one the most more than anything. Um, now personally, I think basketball is great, much, much better than volleyball, uh, and mostly because it's still focused on the fighting, whereas volleyball is taking the core concept of the game and removing it, it almost feels like. Um, So I really like uh, basketball, and it's interesting to me that it's one of the most uh, common things. He he did say, um, are we going to get other modes Uh, He said, with Max Brass, we will introduce new combat rules, which I'm not sure what that means. And we have our drawers. I'm sorry, I I misread that. And we have in our drawers new modes of play in the course of design. So it looks like they're still working on new modes. Uh, Again, that's translation issues. But new combat rules. What do you guys think those new combat rules are going to be? I guess the update comes out tomorrow, so we'll find out. Um, but I'm excited. I want to see what happens with arms. Arms is one is, I think it's my favorite fighting game. I think I like arms better than smash. And, uh, I'm very excited to see where, uh, the, the team under Yabuki's, uh, direction goes with the game. Uh, but anyway, though, if you want to read the rest of the, the interview, uh, make sure that you do one other thing that I want to check out here. It says, um, narration and lore they wanted to know what's going on with the lore of the game because there's very very little lore in the game this it it very much feels like overwatch where um all of the lore for the game takes place outside of the game and you just play the game and if you want to know more about it you look at it outside well uh they asked him about that he said you're probably referring to the background of the different characters to their story indeed we thought about how to bring new content to that level it is thought to be at stake, but we are also studying the use of other media to do so apart from arms. Currently on our Japanese Twitter, we developed this approach by posting images and written content that gives clues and information about the history and life of our characters. Besides, 
I'd like to see as much as possible that everything we do on this Japanese Twitter account also happens in French. Well, let's hope that it also happens in English. Uh, but anyway, they they then they then went on and said, "Can we get like animated movies like we see for Overwatch?" And he says, "I can't comment on this. We're still thinking about the means and the methods to do what you say, but we do in plan to densify the history of our characters again." Uh, translation issues. But anyway, I thought it was an interesting interview, and the link is in the show notes if you want to read the rest of it. I'm very interested in what he means when he says new battle rules. That sounds very cool to me, and I wonder what kind of things uh, they can add. Like, maybe they can put uh, basketball stages in regular fight modes so that like from time to time, if you're fighting close enough to the basket, then you can dunk or maybe you can take uh, the the snake boards, which are the skateboards on Kid Cobra's map and have those on different maps. Or maybe you can make it so that the uh, blocks that show up on Ribbon Girl's uh, stage, uh, they have a chance to spawn a skateboard or so- something crazy like that or have a chance to spawn a basketball. Um, I think that all of those, like, any way that you can take the game and turn it on its head and completely change the way it's played while still being true to the core mechanics of the game would be awesome. I almost forgot. We're also getting stats uh, in addition to Max Brass in the update. And uh, the stats are going to be things like how often do you hit with this thing? How many, how, how, how much, what percentage of time do you uh, spend using this glove? Uh, who's your most played character? Although I think most people will probably know who their most played character is. Um, which character are you the worst at when you're dodging? Those kind of things. And I think that that kind of stuff for a fighting game is very important, especially for competitive players, because they want to look at their their data and they want to drive their uh, training based on the data that they give. So, so if they know, man, I'm really bad at dodging with Springman, then... I need to practice dodging with Springman, and that'll inform them and help them get better. And um, it won't be super useful for somebody like me who's a filthy casual, but for people who take the game seriously, I think that this that's a very important piece of information to add in. All right, let's talk about magnets. So I suggest that you go to the show notes and click on the link in the show notes that says uh, magnets so that you can look at this uh, Imgur gallery and uh, kind of follow along. What somebody has done is they've taken the Joy-Con grip that comes with the Switch and they've they've taken it apart. Uh, By the way, you have to have a special screwdriver for this. Um, I'm sure the information for that is in the gallery. But you got to have a special screwdriver. I think it's called a tri-wing screwdriver, but they come in different different versions. So you you, they, you take the uh, the Joy-Con grip apart, and basically the handles of the Joy-Con grip are then separated from the center of the Joy-Con grip. And what the what they then did is they took some neodymium magnets, which are very very strong magnets, and they put them in both of the now separated parts. They kind of taped them down. Now, why would they do this? Well, they did this because then they don't screw them back together. They leave them separated, which is kind of interesting. And then you can easily, without 
doing anything, just remove the grips completely. Now, for me, I don't know that I would really use this. I'm, I personally um, play most of the time with my Pro Controller. Sometimes I play with the Joy-Cons just loose, not in the grip, and I almost never use the grip. So if you're the kind of person that uses the grip a lot but sometimes wants a more portable version, because what you can do with this is you can take the Joy-Con grip center and just throw that in, in your bag, and, and basically it's it's an incredibly thin, very, very small little rectangle that can fit anywhere, even just in just a pocket. Um, I think that that's really cool, and I almost I almost think that Nintendo should just sell one of these, uh, a Joy-Con grip, without the, the wings or the handles, I guess. I don't know if it would be super comfortable to play it like this. Again... One of the reasons that I like playing with the free Joy-Cons is because I feel like I have a good grip on them because my hands can reach, um, or my fingers can reach around and like almost wrap around the entire Joy-Con. Uh, it's very, very comfortable to play that way. And I, it's not that I feel like the Joy-Con grip is an uncomfortable thing, um, but if you take away the handles, it almost kind of loses the point. Uh, and then that middle part would just get in the way of my fingers being able to really hold on to the Joy-Cons the way I want to. Uh, that being said, the Joy-Con straps, I almost never use them. Uh, but if this is something that you're interested in, just click the link in the show notes. It's a very detailed, uh, lots of pictures that shows how they went uh, went along and doing it. Um, and I think it's cool that people are doing this kind of thing, but I think it be, would be better for Nintendo to just sell a Joy-Con grip without the handles uh, so that people don't have to run the risk of stripping screws or something and not being able to put this thing back together. I mean, do this at your own risk, of course. Well, uh, people were worried that the Splatoon 2 uh, Hori Splat and Chat headset was going to be exclusive to Japan. Um, but apparently it's not. It is now on Amazon. Well, sort of. This is kind of weird. Maybe by the time that you guys listen to this, it'll be fixed. But uh, it's on Amazon US, and it's $30, which is cheaper than I thought it would be. I almost pulled the trigger on this, but I don't need this thing. I have a mixer. I've got very nice headphones that are hooked up to my mixer. Uh, so this is not something that I really need. However, if you don't have those things, then this seems like a really good deal. Uh, it's got a removable microphone, but the reason why I say it's kind of on Amazon is because the picture that goes along with it is a picture of looks like some wall decals and a couple of pillows or something. I'm not really sure what the picture is supposed to be. Check the link in the show notes and maybe it's fixed by now, but it's a really, really odd thing where it says the Hori Nintendo Switch Splatoon 2 Splat and Chat Headset. $29.99. Uh, it comes out on July 21st, so you don't have to wait. It comes out the same day as the game, the same day as the um, mobile app. Uh, so that's really awesome. But there's something weird with Amazon right now. It seems like Amazon and Nintendo seem to be having some kind of difficulty figuring figuring out how to, how to get these things to work recently. Um, Amazon has had trouble delivering things on time. Uh, for uh, day one releases for games uh, from it just seems specifically switch stuff 
Uh, that's the only thing that I really have heard about. Although, you know, look at the people who I talk to. There tend to be people who like Nintendo Switch stuff. So that's probably what I'm going to hear the most about. Um, but this is one more weird thing where Nintendo uh, stuff on Amazon seems to be messed up. And this is a weird picture of a couch with red pillows and uh, decals. I think it's just wall decals, decals or something. Uh, but anyway, th- this headset, if you don't already know, I guess I should have re- explained this already. It, it It is a Splatoon-themed headset that is based on an in-game item. So this is something that your the squids can, the kids, the, whatever they are, uh, they can wear in-game. All right, And it looks just like the item in-game, except that it's got a microphone on it. And it allows you to use in-game sound and voice chat at the same time when you're playing online. The way that it does this is it has a small squid-shaped mixer. And so you've got headset, the wire coming off the headset plugs into that mixer. And then you have a wire from your switch that goes into the mixer. And then a wire from your phone that goes into the mixer. I know it's not the best solution. Uh, and then it's got a, like a little volume slider on there so you can change, um, which is, you know, I want to make sure that I hear the game or I want to make sure that I hear the voices more important than the game. So you can slide this little thing to the side on the side to change which is louder and which is quieter. Um, and, but for $30, I think this is a steal. Uh, again, it's not something that I need, so I'm not going to pick it up. And this is an officially licensed thing. Uh, so you know that Nintendo has approved it, and it's probably going to work very, very well. Um, I think that it's great as a solution to a crappy problem invented by Nintendo by not including voice chat in the system itself. Uh, that being said, if you want to use the the voice chat app and you want to be able to hear everything through your headphones, uh, both the game and the voice chat, This seems like the way to go. Nintendo doesn't seem to be offering any other solution, and they haven't really explained how that you would do that otherwise. So I I feel like this is our only solution. And, you know, kudos to Hori for doing what seems like a good job. We'll see how good the quality is. I'm a little worried about that price tag. $30, you know, I've, I've bought $30 headphones before, and they're almost always garbage. I'm not like a, a a sound aficionado or you know one of those guys who buys the 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 lossless audio I'm fine with mp3s and stuff like that but $30 headphones are usually garbage and this is $30 headphones and a switcher for $30 you know so it makes me worry about the quality and the microphone is probably going to be a big old pile of junk I can't imagine that the microphone would sound very good. That is one thing that I'm I'm kind of a snob about. I, I like a really good microphone because I want to hear somebody's voice. I want to hear what they sound like. I don't want um, super scratchy sounds. I don't want to hear the issues that I often hear when I'm playing online with friends where it's either too loud for me and I have to turn them down and then I can't quite hear them at all. It, it always seems to be one or the other. So... Again, for $30, you're probably not going to be happy with this. Well, NBA Playgrounds has had kind of a rough road since it came out. They launched the game unfinished on all platforms, and Nintendo doesn't have uh, very friendly 
patching guidelines when you ship a game that is unfinished. They want you to make sure that you have small patch sizes and things like that. Um, well, it took Saber Interactive a, a little while, but they've got NBA Playgrounds now patched with online multiplayer. Uh, this is two months after the game came out. Um, the PS4, Windows, and Xbox One, uh, they were updated back in May, uh, and we had to wait until July for the Switch version. Now, I don't have the game, so I don't, I don't really, I'm not a sports ball guy. Uh, it doesn't really appeal to me. I like the idea of the game because I loved NBA Jam when I was a kid, but it just didn't look like it was quite ready. So I just kind of stayed away and kind of been watching this from the distance. In addition to finally getting out the online patch, uh, they also added a bunch of new players that you can play as. So again, as somebody who's not a sports ball guy, you could tell me that, you know, Batman's in there and I'd be like, Oh, I didn't know he was playing basketball these days. That's awesome. Um, so again, I think that this is good. I think that it's good that Saber is updating the game and bringing this added functionality. I just wish that Saber had done what uh, a more responsible thing and just not put the game out until it was finished. Again, I've talked about this on the show before. I understand why they put it out when they did. They wanted to hit March Madness. They wanted to make sure that the game came out when March Madness was 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 uh was ha- happening because that's when people are talking about basketball all the time. I totally get that, and that makes sense to me. But that's a marketing reason for putting a game out. That's not a development reason for putting a game out. And when when the marketing people are listened to instead of the developers, that's usually a really uh, a recipe for a bad launch. Um so in addition, if you are one of the people who bought the game when it launched, uh, and then you, you know, you're not too happy about it. Apparently you get, and I've talked about this before, Shaq Fu, a legend reborn, which I cannot believe that, that that's a thing because Shaq Fu was a disaster of a game. Uh, for, for those of you that don't know, this is back in the 16 bit era, I think. And it it was a fighting game featuring Shaquille O'Neal, uh, which is ridiculous and hilarious. Uh, but uh, it was a it was a horrible flop. Well, anyway, uh, there is a Legend Reborn. It basically is a sequel to Shaq Fu, and it was offered to free uh, for Nintendo Switch players, basically to say thank you for buying our game, and we're going to try and make it up to you this way. Again, I think a better way to make it up to them would be just to not put the game out to begin with, and just wait until your game is done. Uh, you know, I'm going to quote Miyamoto. Uh, he said, a rushed game is forever bad. A delayed game can be good. So, again, they're, I keep saying again, they're, they're making good on something that they dropped the ball on. So I should give them kudos for that. It's just a shame that they had to put the game out before it was ready to begin with. They say it has 16-bit technology, whatever that means. Oh, I see. What else do they say? That it has 3D graphics and digital stereo sound, and that Super Mario World is included. Well, I've got some bad news for you guys. Uh, If you are a Castlevania fan, then you are probably aware of Bloodstained. Now, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night 
is a game made by the uh, Ig- by Koji Igarashi. He is one of the um, greats of the Castlevania series, and he decided to make Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which is a Castlevania game in everything but the name. Uh, it if you watch any footage at all, you'll be like, oh, yep, that's definitely Castlevania. Well, um, when they made the game, or when, well, it was it's a game that was made on Kickstarter, basically. And uh, when they kickstarted the game, it was originally for Wii U. And then they said, well, you know what? We're going to shift that over to the Switch uh, because it's, it doesn't really make a lot of sense for us to continue to support this platform that is basically a dead platform. And now, Bloodstained has been worked on for a very long time now uh and it looks like it might be close to coming out i don't know the release date off the top of my head i'll see if i can find it while i'm uh while i'm talking here uh but a question was asked and it's a very important question somebody asked can nintendo switch owners expect a similar level of background detail as platform as the platform shown off in the trailer so basically they want to know is what's happening in the background of the game going to look as good on the Switch? And Igarashi answered, he said, Currently, we're not in the middle of porting to the Nintendo Switch just yet. But we're starting porting to PS Vita. In comparison to that porting process, we feel confident that the environments will look pretty similar, but we can't say for sure until we really look into the N- Nintendo Switch specs and see what it's like building the game for it. Okay, well, now that's a little scary because that means we are not, Switch people are not going to be getting this game day and day, or at least it sounds like Switch people are not going to be getting this game day and day with the other platforms, which sucks, but, you know, if the game is not ready, don't put it out. I've said that a million times. I said it probably three times this episode. Um, I'm excited for this game. I'm willing to wait. I'm not going to buy it on PS4 or Xbox One or whatever other platform that it is going to be on. Uh, I'm going to wait for it to come to Switch because this is the kind of game that I want to play portably. Um, one of my favorite Castlevania games uh, was on the Nintendo DS. It was Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow. See the DS in there? Uh, and I had an absolute blast playing that game. And having it uh, just in my backpack, whenever I felt like it, I could just take it out, open it up, start playing a game, uh, and make a little bit of progress in the game. And then, Oh, okay. I got to go close the DS and move on. That's the kind of, this is the kind of gameplay that lends itself to having a portable system when you always can just open it up and make a little bit of progress. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm hoping that we get this day and date. I don't think that we will based on what he is saying. And again, I'm still excited for the game. It's just a shame that we uh, that, that they haven't even started on the Switch version yet. All right, let's lightning around the rest of these stories. Uh, I got to get out of here so I can get on the road. But Castlevania, speaking of blood stained, um, I watched the first episode, and I know that this isn't Nintendo related, other than Castlevania started on an, on a the Nintendo Entertainment System, and even though I never beat that game, it was one of my favorite uh, games on the NES. It was so fun, 
really hard though. Uh, but anyway, moving on. Uh, Castlevania, the the uh, Netflix series. Uh, I went to the gym the other night, running on the treadmill. I was watching the first episode. I I gotta say the story. I've only seen the first episode, and I probably won't watch any more. And let me explain why. The story seems fantastic. Really, really compelling storyline. I'm not going to spoil anything for you, so you don't have to worry about that. It's just too violent for me. Uh, really, really gory. You see, like, entrails and stuff, people being ripped apart. Um, I more prefer to watch a movie where they have implied violence. I don't mind violence. I just don't want to see the the gore of it. I, I want to see the implied violence. Um, where something happens off camera and it's left up to your imagination. I think that's a better way to do things. Uh, that being said, the story is fantastic. The voice acting sounded very, very good. Um, I was convinced that there was a certain certain actor playing a character in the uh, show, and I had to look it up, and I was wrong. Um, but I really like what they're doing with that, and I wish that it was just it's it doesn't hit my palate the right way. So I'm not going to watch any more of Castlevania, but I just wanted to recommend it to people. If you're the kind of person who doesn't mind the blood and gore, then definitely check out the Castlevania show because it is very, very good. And I'm surprised. I'm just really surprised. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised because Netflix has made some fantastic TV shows, but well, Netflix doesn't make it. Netflix buys it. Um, but Netflix buys some fantastic TV shows. And I highly recommend you guys check out Castlevania if that is your cup of tea. Or blood, I guess. The Guardian Amiibos for... Oh, no, no, not the Guardians. The Champion Amiibos for Breath of the Wild are offered as a four-pack in Europe. No word yet on whether or not it will be in the U.S. If you are a listener that that uh, is in Europe, then go ahead and click on that link in the show notes. It'll take you to a spot where you can try and pick them up if they're not out of stock already. I really got to say, I want the Rivali one really bad. I think Rivali's awesome, but what I want as an amiibo more than anything else from that game is Cass. I want Cass, the, the bard. He's awesome, and I wish that he was an amiibo. I don't even care if he does anything. Maybe I just want a Cass statue. All right, um couple of, uh, well, I guess a release, uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 is coming to the Switch on September 22nd, which is awesome, and WWE 2K18 is also confirmed for the Switch. Uh, again, neither of those are really my cup of tea. I don't, I don't care at all about wrestling, and Dragon Ball has never been something that I care about, but I know a lot of people love both of these franchises. So we've got a release date for one, and we've got confirmation that the other one is coming to the Switch. Let's wrap things up now. Well, excuse me, princess. Well, guys, that's all the time that we have for today. If there's a story I missed, let me know. You can do so by emailing me, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. You can call 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. Hop on the Discord at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. Have a conversation with myself as well as other listeners. And, of course, stop by the live stream sometime at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. If you're looking for ways that you can support the show, either free or monetarily, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash support and uh, see you there. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good one.